Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. So what do we learn about God from Psalm 92, Colin? Oh, this is a very interesting psalm. I didn't call it wonderful this time, but it is wonderful. <laughs> but, but it's very interesting. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. Well, that is surely true. Anybody who knows the Lord will live a life of praise for him. To proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. I like that because, you know, it's as if your day is a sandwich between love and faithfulness. And, you know, the day begins with love and by the end of the day, you've seen God's faithfulness. I think that's wonderful. Um, to the music of the ten-stringed lyre and the melody of the harp. Well, don't worry if you don't play the lyre or the harp. You've at least got a voice with which you can praise God. Then in verse 4, For you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord! How profound are your thoughts! And you know, it's important that we're praising God for his works, not just the great works that we read about in the Bible, but we praise him for what he does in our lives day by day. We praise him for his grace. We praise him for the way in which he provides for us. You know, sometimes I think it's so easy to be guilty of taking the things that God does for us for granted. And it's good just to think, well, how much have I got to praise God for? So many things that perhaps I, I don't consciously think, yes, that's the Lord's provision. Yes, that's the wonder of his grace. And so it's good. And to praise his great works. Um, you know, the more you praise God for great works, the more great works you will see. The, the, this is the thing. God, God said a, a very profound thing to me the other day. He said... Um, the, the things that you see about me and praise me for, you shall see reflected in your own life. Now, that is, that, that's gold dust. I mean, that is a real word from God, you see. Because you praise God for his love, and what do you see? You see his love reflected in your life. You praise God for his power, and what do you see? You'll see his power reflected in your life. If you don't praise God, you won't see those aspects. I mean, and praise him not just, we praise you, O Lord, sort of thing, but you're praising him specifically for who he is. Then you will see those aspects of his nature and of his character reflected in your experience. That's, and that's wonderful. Because many people see praise as a bit of a chore. But in fact, it unlocks something very precious, you're oh, suggesting. Oh, yes. It can't be a chore. I mean, how can it be a chore to tell someone that, that you love that you love them? How can it be a chore to tell the Lord of glory that he is worthy of all honor, glory, dominion, and praise? I mean, come on. If, if, if worship is a chore, if praise is a chore, then the people don't know him. They don't really don't know him. And therefore, it's better to get to know him first, and then you can praise him with all of your heart 
and praise and worship becomes a wonderful, wonderful experience. And the key to so much more? Oh, absolutely. As the psalmist because, goes on to say? Yeah, because you see, the more you, the more you look at him, the more you praise him, the more um, you see him reflected in your life. For you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. I sing for joy at the work of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord. How profound are your thoughts. And then you see this contrast. The senseless man does not know. Fools do not understand. That though the wicked spring up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be forever destroyed. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever. For surely your enemies, O Lord, surely your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. And then uh, he, he says that fine oils have been poured out upon me. And oil is always a symbol of God's anointing, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Mine eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of my wicked foes. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. You know, those great, tall, strong trees, great branches. Uh, they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Now, I think this is wonderful, you see, because it's foolish and senseless not to praise God, not to seek to understand him and his ways. The scripture is very clear about that. But, you know, when you trust in the Lord then you see the deliverance of God. You see the salvation of your God. You see the way in which he intervenes for you in one situation after another. And not only that, if you're seeking to live in righteousness and obedience to his will and to his ways, you flourish like this palm tree, like this cedar of, of Lebanon. You, you flourish in the courts of your God. Now, people that live like that, uh, what Isaiah calls the oaks of righteousness, they will still bear fruit in old age. Now, I claim that. Because <laughs> I really do. I mean, I'm only 66 now, and that's young, isn't it? But I'm going to bear fruit to my dying day because this is the word of the Lord. They will stay fresh and green. Well, I feel fresh and green, you know. I get tired. Or perhaps I get more tired now than I did when I was a younger man. But ever stay fresh and green in the Lord, you know. And, and proclaiming, the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Actually, joking apart, Colin, this is a very encouraging psalm for people who are feeling their age and who yes. are getting on and who are pensioners. Yes. You know, there's no end to it. Don't sit around waiting to die. Don't give up. No, no, no. I mean, I, I think it's sad to see people sitting around just waiting to die. I mean... What kind of existence is that? And I believe God wants to keep us in the place where we can be fruitful right to the very end. But I believe that that, that does depend upon us having this, 
this positive mindset and attitude, um, as as we were seeing in in Psalm uh, ninety one, uh, not living in expectation of sickness and and calamity, but always expecting that which is good, um, not getting downcast and defeated when we have to face trials and tribulations of different kinds, but always having that positive attitude, well, the Lord's going to bring me through this. The Lord's going to to uphold me. The Lord is going to deliver me. The Lord is going to enable me to overcome. You say so much of it's in the mind and it's an attitude of the heart, but for the, for, for the elderly person who thinks, well, what do I have to contribute? I don't have much money. I don't have much energy. You're saying that to proclaim God's love in the morning and his faithfulness at night and to have that sense of expectation is the way to live. Yeah, absolutely. But you see, <clears throat> even if you are elderly, even if you're housebound or infirm, you can pray. And I don't mean just pray for yourself, but you can pray for others. And let me tell you, the more you pray for others, the more you will yourself be blessed because you reap what you sow. Um, even an elderly person can be a witness. And um, elderly people, especially those who know the Lord and have known the Lord for a long time, can be great encouragers. Uh, I, uh, when, when I look back over the early years of my ministry, when I was sort of pastoring as opposed to um, speaking all around the world and uh, seeing God move powerfully by his spirit in, in big meetings when I was a pastor getting into people's hands, I, I can remember that there were certainly elderly people that I used to love to go and visit. Um, they always like me to go and see them because, you know, an elderly person who can't get out likes visitors, enjoys visitors, most of them anyway. But I would go to these elderly people and I would come away so encouraged because there was something radiant about them, radiant of the Lord's presence. They, Some of them glowed uh, with with the Lord and they were they were such encouragers. And But there would be other elderly people I would go to see, and they were always moaning, always complaining. Nothing was ever right, and uh, very, very critical, you know. And I, I used to, I couldn't help but contrast these two attitudes. And uh, the first one, of course, is the person who really knows the Lord, is the person of faith, person who has lived a life of faith. And, and just knows the the um, the presence of God, and I I remember one lovely lady in 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 her eighties who said to me, you know, every night I kneel by my bed, and and she did literally kneel though she was still in her eighties, and I just make sure that. Everything in my heart is right with God and with other people. Because when you get to my age, you never know if you're going to wake up in this world in the morning. So every night, I just make sure that I'm right with God and with everybody else. What a wonderful way to live. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 